0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Nitty Gritty. We have Brock Blake with us, who we didn't even talk about this. He was the CEO of the year for 2021 in Utah. What?
1: Yeah. We suck. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Brock. (laughs) That just goes to show how humble he is. So founder, CEO of Lendio, and... What a fun story. This one will surprise you. Yeah. This, if you're a regular listener, you know that sometimes, you know, I can get a little like, <laughs> you know, before one starts, I'll be like, eh, I don't know if I'm really into this one. I've always thought the world of this guy and you'll hear why during the episode, but I wasn't super excited.
0: Like super small world though. Like you, like your yeah. guys' this connection via Twitter during Corona.
1: Y- yeah. Like crazy. It was crazy, but I was riveted. Like hit, he was... P- he is genuine. He's personable. He opens up. You know, a lot of CEOs, they'll come in here and, you know, they've kind of got their. They know where they'll go and where they won't go. Yeah. And he just, we, we could go anywhere with him and he would just stay right there with us yep. and super open, super genuine. I loved this one.
0: He called it, he's had, what do you call them? Fetal position
1: moments? Five fetal position moments. As an, an got, entrepreneur? Yep. How great is that? Like that term has to stick. <laughs> yeah. We've all had our fetal position moments, but he gets we get through two of them. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with COVID and PPP loans and all that. But it's I don't care whether you're an entrepreneur or not; these stories are fascinating.
0: Yeah, such a good dude. So make sure you check it out. And if you are
1: needing lending, Lendio is amazing. And, and we're not getting paid to say that. No, maybe after this we'll get paid to say <laughs> it. If you're listening, Brock, but. I, it was funny. I was. I make a joke like I'm preparing for the interview. During the interview, you'll hear it later. But I was the biggest reason I stayed on that website was there were so many fascinating things. Like as a business owner myself, that like if I need money from here on out, it's it's where I'm going. Without a, I mean, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. They do so many different things, and they really do care about the business owner. Well, even Brent, I mean, we're looking at, you know, an acquisition
0: and a purchase and he's like, here, let me help you.
1: How cool is that? You know, Brent's been having some like, you know, dealing with banks, which is always a nightmare, right? And just, he just stepped right up. He's like, I think I can help you out with this. And so cool.
0: Yeah. So it's a super fun episode. Thanks for checking it out. And let's hear if you like it.
1: Yeah. Let us know. Make some co- comment for hell's sakes. We, what we There's we, no we, comments. I need to post. We have a. I need to post. Do like You want me to give my meat for free <laughs> yeah. for anybody that comments? Should we pick a comment this week and do a $50 gift card? Comment on what? A comment. If it's a comment and it, it makes us either giggle or cry, <laughs> you will be. But up like for, like a
0: review or on Instagram or anywhere? No, on Apple. Apple. So it has, it has to be a review.
1: It has to be a review. Like a legit review. Got it. Starting. What, what day is this going to come out, Brent? Oh, starting well, monday. on monday <laughs> 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 yeah so starting on what 10th 11th 13th monday the 13th so anything monday the 13th or after we'll we'll give it a couple weeks to marinate oh and we'll pick one and we'll send you a 50 gift card so write the review Maybe put your Instagram handle or you some ha- way of getting you need
0: hold to of tag you. us on social because we don't know who you are. Yeah, or
1: do that. Put the review and then DM and then, us and saying that you reviewed. We'll post
0: it on social so we can know who you are. Yeah. Because on iTunes we have zero idea who it is, and there's yep. no way to
1: contact That's you. Weird. But yeah, then we'll screenshot the review. We'll post it on our Instagram and give, give you your winning gift card. There we go. That worked last time. Let's try it. Okay, let's go. All right. Listen up. Enjoy. We love you. Goodbye. Welcome back to the Nitty Gritty Folks. Episode 121. I didn't even have to ask you for that. Shut up, Brett. <laughs> Gosh. You're right. Okay. I kind of remembered it, but Brock Blake is here with us. Glad to be here. I can't mess that name up. Nope. We got that one down. That's a good name, Brock Blake. Thank Two you. single syllables. Both starts with B. I like it. But the CEO, the mastermind of... The great Lendio's. Lendio, next to Cabela's.
0: Next to Cabela's.
1: (laughs) 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 I've got a one o'clock appointment at Cabela's today.
0: (laughs) I've got to hustle with this podcast. There's a sale on Carhartt gear.
1: (laughs) That's right. I'm going then. It's the only place that sells Carhartt that fits me. Well, welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Glad to be here. Happy to have you. So Brock, um, where did you grow up?
0: And I w- i always like to know: Did you grow up in like an entrepreneur family? Like, is that something that was kind of
2: put in you, or did that come later on in life? Yeah, I'm an—I'm—I'm I'm from O-town, uh, Ogden, Utah. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say Oakland. <laughs> I would. <wish. laughs> O-town. You got the Raiders hat going there. <laughs> I was going to say O-town. Oh, the Utah version of O-town—it's pretty much Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of our version of Oakland, right? That's as close as we're yeah. going to get. <laughs> um. So, grew up. Uh, there, uh, I'm the youngest of six okay. and there's five boys and one girl, she's the oldest. Okay. So from the young, being the youngest, my, my mom was a school teacher. My dad was a psychologist. So just kind of middle, you know, America family. Sure. Um, and, uh, but you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs group in, in my family, like three of us are entrepreneurs. Um, and, uh, and being the youngest, um, we, we were always like, I was battling for everything, you know, oh, I yeah. was, uh, you know, we, attention, with, food, exactly everything. Five boys. We were, <laughs> and we had a big yards. We were always playing football or soccer, or dunk ball, or, you know, whatever it was, just, just always competing for, um, and, uh, but my mom was like really made us work hard. Um, so we were always, we had, we had to do chores or we couldn't go, you know, to the friend's house. And if we did go to the friend's house, she would legit come and get us and say, <laughs> you're coming home, <laughs> get your chores done before you have to go to, Yeah, you know, we you need could to go be more like that at my house. Oh man, I am the exact numbers. opposite of that. I, yeah. I don't, I was just thinking about that this week.
1: I'm like, man, I got to be better, you know? That's why they say wealth skips a generation. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Probably some truth to that.
2: So anyways, I I had, I, uh, but I got a paper out when I was young and actually that was kind of like the best thing for me that taught me how to work and taught me to be an entrepreneur and I always knew if I wanted to go buy something, you know, I could go and to the, the neighbor's house and collect on the bill and I'd get $50 $50 and God could go buy whatever I wanted. So it was just like, that yep. taught me about money, you know? Or,
1: I wonder you know, how many people started early. it with paper routes. I had a paper route. Did you? I, I had paper routes for years. Yeah. Like even into know? adult, <laughs> even into adulthood, I'd cover paper routes for like my uncle who did oh, them okay. in Arizona. Like he'd want to take the night off. I was like tw- 19 or 20. I'm like, wow. I'll do it. And so that's funny. I have not even thought about my paper route. I used to do it on rollerblades. Yeah. Like I'd go fold in the morning at five in the morning, go to school. And then after school, I'd load up my big thing and go skate oh, yeah. the neighborhoods and just.
2: Man, even on snowy days like today. Yeah, right? Well, I was, I was in oh, California. I was in California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like today. I'd
1: use my Segway, <laughs> my all-wheel, you know, whatever, outdoor Segway. So and funny stuff. story,
0: because, I mean, you don't really have paper outs now, no. No. right? But it was probably a year ago. I was going to the gym. It was early, so everything was dark. And I pull out and I noticed there was this car parked at my neighbor's house. <laughs> And as soon as I opened my car and pulled out, they ripped out of our street. I was like, okay, that's really weird. So I like followed him. And then I saw him. He came out and hurried and pulled into another house. I was like, is he like trying to hide from me? And so I stayed right there. And then he pulled out and took <laughs> off When I followed him. <laughs> and then I saw him turn into down. a street. And I was like, okay, I know where he's got to come out. So I went and like, met and I stood there. <laughs> And he came back out and pulled into another car, and I thought he was like hiding from me.
1: And so
0: I pulled up to him, and it's this young kid, and he starts waving a a newspaper.
1: (laughs) He was just delivering newspapers. Probably happens to him all the time.
2: But
0: I was like, what is happening right now? Your neighborhood
2: watch is legit. Yeah, Yeah. you don't
0: mess around. I was just like, what is going on? This car is just ripping through places. That's all of us. He was just doing his paper. I'm like, oh, sorry, dude. Yeah, it used to
1: be like every other house, so it was easy. But now it's just like you probably have to go as fast as you can because it's three blocks apart. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Pretty amazing uh, experiences through that, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Totally. You oh, there's nothing enough. worse, though, than folding nothing papers worse. at 5 in the morning. And you. there's some cutthroat dudes in there. Like, you got some of those old crotchety dudes that have, like, huge routes that have been doing it for years. And you'll yep. go in there just wanting to get your stack. And I'm like this little kid. and But, yeah, it totally taught, taught me how to deal with adults and get in line or Or not be scared, you know. Yep, but I didn't have to collect the bill, so
2: that was we had to collect the bill. We, you know, we if we wanted to get paid, we we'd have to go to the neighbor's house and ask him for money. Wow! Tell him how much they owed us, and uh, all
0: the brothers did it, or just you had it?
2: My my older brother, just three years older than me, the two of us did it, and then and then I took it over and did it. I I got like an extra route, so I could earn more money. And how old were you? Man, I probably started when I was eight or nine.
0: Oh, that's incredible! Um, that's so
2: it was awesome. pretty young.
0: Yeah, yeah, That is awesome. And so, kind of, that was the beginning of the
2: entrepreneur. Well, then, just from I mean, I thought I was going to be a doctor, honestly. Uh, really, and then I was, I was uh, dur- serving a mission uh, f- uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints down in Uruguay. Okay, and uh, there was a very heavy-set lady walking down these this this street in high heels. And it was like a cobblestone street, and she tripped and fell, and she ripped her ankle right off, Ugh. right off her foot. Like her it, her foot twisted off, and I was the first one there. Oh. And in Uruguay, they don't have like ambulance coming, like rushing to the scene. So you know, we were she was in shock, and we were trying to treat it and wrap it and all that stuff that you have to do. And uh, and I um, and I was there for like an hour and a half and and to try and figure out how to help this this woman and and honestly doing? for a month after that I could not get the sight out of my mind and I'm like <laughs> I'm out I'm not gonna <laughs> nope, be a doctor that is not for that's me. not for me uh, and luckily you know and and uh, so I, I I did entrepreneurial things and like at BYU. Uh you know I I uh, I went and bought a bunch of scooters from China and sold them and I you know I did a a, a I how played soccer you, there how and so you I did know how a to soccer do that. camp I don't know I just you just figured out right you know Okay And I well the reason is I wanted a, at BU the parking sucks and so and I wanted a so, I wanted a parking a good parking spot every yeah. day so and uh, so I'm like I need a scooter how am I going to get a scooter All right <laughs> if I buy 6 and sell five of them, then I can get this scooter, you know? So I started a soccer camp because I played soccer and during the summer I'm like, I'd go make money for doing a soccer camp. You played soccer and,
0: at BYU?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So just like it was just natural. It was just like kind of in my blood, you know, from day one and then and just kept getting a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. I I won an entrepreneurial competition, one fifty thousand dollars, and that kind of got me off, off, at BYU? off the ground. At BYU, yeah. For what? Really? Yeah. yeah. What was it? Well, it's it was it was less of a. It wasn't like a business plan competition where we had an idea. This one okay. was. Um, I was at BYU, but it wasn't a BYU sponsor program. Oh, okay. It was. It was like the. I don't know if you guys remember the old school uh, TV show, The Apprentice. Oh yeah. Of course. It was like The Apprentice, right? Okay. Except instead of having Donald Trump at the end saying you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> This was, uh, we had a hundred applicants, 20 of us went through this eight week competition where you're doing sales competition and marketing competition and all kinds of stuff like that. And then at the end you win $50,000. You could use it to go buy a business or start a business or whatever. Wow. And, uh, so I was one of those winners, got some money and, uh, that kind of got me on my feet. Yeah. That's so cool. What was the business? Do we know that? Well, no. That's what I'm saying. It was. It was more like about the apprentice. Being the they, they, they just do like tasks. Oh, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
1: it was just you using your entrepreneurial yeah,
0: skills. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Kind of forced you to learn all the different aspects wow. of it, if you will. Yeah. It was sweet. So what did you do with the fifty grand? So then I uh, I was. And how old were you? So were you still? A student? lot of I was scooter. Still, I had a, lot, <laughs> of a lot of scooters. <laughs> yeah. right.
1: The first electric scooter.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so I was. I I went out and kind of started trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was going to start a business. Was I going to buy a business? Um, I was talking to a bunch of, you know, Sub-Zero Ice Cream? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I met with the founder that it was just a concept back then. I was going to buy that and be the CEO and franchise it and kind of make it a big deal. And and, and you and, were a student still at the yeah, time. Yeah. And I did, but I decided not to. The reason why is because I started ta- every business owner I talked to, I, you know, I asked them what their biggest challenge was and their biggest challenge was getting access to capital. And um, so then I met um, Paul Allen, who was the founder of MyFamily.com and Ancestry.com. And, and uh, Paul had come up with this idea around, well, all these business owners need capital. What if we put together this kind of dating site with entrepreneurs and angel investors and let's connect them? And, uh, and uh, so we, I partnered with him, brought my $50,000. We got my other co-founder, uh, Trent Miskin, who's kind of the... the the tech talent, and uh, that's what kind of started me on a real entrepreneurial journey.
1: always need a salesman and a nerd.
2: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Together. That's... It's true. You do. No, for sure. Right? Well, there's
0: books that... Yeah, you got to have the implementer, you got to have the visionary, yeah.
1: Those are better names. (laughs) That's why we work well together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the layman.
0: So what... What was that business? And was it the three of you then that started out? You yeah. Paul and Trent?
2: Yeah. Uh, so the business was called Funding Universe. Uh, okay. And it was, like I said, it was, there was two aspects to it. One aspect was the business owner posting your business plan on a, on a website. And then we recruited investors that would come in and look through the business plans. And it was, it's kind of like swipe left, swipe right, you know, okay. only, for business plans. And they would, they would connect that way. And then the second aspect was we built out like a speed dating events, only um, called speed pitching. So that's cool. We had entrepreneurs going table to table to table, pitching in a room full of angels and VCs, and they'd have seven minutes, four minutes to pitch, three minutes of, of uh, kind of Q and A, then they'd rotate. And uh, so Was
0: anything st- like that happening at the time?
2: Uh huh. It was very like. In fact, our launch. Like, we did this press conference to launch it. Um, and Paul Allen knew Governor Huntsman at the time. Okay. And so, Governor Huntsman came and did this press conference with us to like oh. launch this concept because it was totally new. And, uh, so it, it sucked though. The business model, like, it, it, <laughs> we made every mistake in the book. I'm not kidding. Like, if we, and, and we kind of banged our head against the wall for five years trying to make, figure out how to make that thing work. And the problem is, is that, there was no way to like we didn't have a way to make money um and business owners you know they don't need most people aren't going to raise money from an angel investor or a venture capitalist most most are you know restaurant owners or landscapers or dry cleaners and they need they need loans yeah right. um and so uh we we try we tried to make that thing work but five years later we shut it down and launched launched lendio
0: so what was the most difficult part about making it work? Right, you, know, you talk about you made all the mistakes. Like, what, are there any that stood out that either it's like okay, I learned a lot from that one, or oh, that one was extra painful.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So the most painful—I'll tell you—the most painful experience we had. Well, there, I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with the reason why it was hard to, to work is. So we tr- we're like trying to figure out how to make the make money at it, like to to, to, to actually sure. live, right? So. So the business model, like at first we're like, well, maybe, maybe the, maybe the business owner will pay to post their business plan and they'll pay a monthly subscription. So we thought about kind of this online monthly subscription and, and that didn't work. And then we're like, okay, well maybe we can charge for these events and have sponsors come and do that. And we, and we did some of that and, and that didn't really work that well. And then we decided, okay, well, what if we, what if we, we, had a business owner come in, they'd pay $99. We would, we would do an analysis of the business. And if it was like a really good business, then we'd put them in front of our investors. And if it wasn't, then we would come back to them with services to help them. Um, So a business plan or a financial model or, and, and and they would, we would charge them, you know, 2000 or $3,000 for whatever packages or services. So we started to do that. And, uh, but th- let me get, th- so, but we, so my point was, it was like, we, we, the problem was though, you don't want a business owner who needs money to actually be the one to pay for it. Sure. Right. When you've got angels on the other side or the ones right. that are the wealthy and they're not paying for it. Yeah. So, um, it was just flawed f- from that perspective. So anyways, we're during the period where we have a lot of businesses coming in, we're selling these packages, these business plans and financial models. We had, um, we had a lot of clients, like we built it to a few million in revenue, and, and, um, and, we, uh, w- and we, were, we were sincere about doing a good job and taking care of our customers and whatnot. So we had this guy that was in charge of our customer service, uh, all of our customer service. If anyone had a problem or a complaint or whatever, he would, you know, he'd reach out to this number and okay. this guy would p- pick it up or they'd have an email address. So for a while, this guy was just acting extremely weird, just like I, I couldn't figure, figure it out, you know. And finally, one Friday afternoon, we were like, you know, we we got to let this guy go. Like, it's just not right for our culture, kind of poison in, in with what we're doing, and he's just acting weird. So we let him go on a Friday afternoon. I get home that night. It's about Friday at 8. I'm like, maybe I should go look at that customer service email and see if there's any customers that have reached out between – when we let him go at 8 p.m that night and I go and I pull it up and I look at it and I see like hundreds of customer emails that were completely oh. not responded to uh, hundreds and you know when you'd have one customer that reached out maybe they paid three thousand dollars and they'd reach out and no one responded and then and then they reach out again this time they're dropping f-bombs yeah right and they're they're he upset. Yikes. And, and I'm just seeing, like, angry email after angry email after angry email. And I just, like, I literally almost fainted, like, on the spot, just so sick to my stomach thinking about, you know, these, these customers. Yeah. And he was reporting back to us each week. Everything's good. Here's the reports. You know, here's how many we got. Here's who we responded to. It was just, he, wasn't, he didn't work the whole time. So I, I shut down my laptop, and I, I just told my wife, got to go for a walk. And uh, it was cold, and I just like for two hours walked around the neighborhood just like clearing my mind. Then I got back and reached out to our team, let them know what happened, and we just spent the entire weekend just like reaching out to every single customer we could possibly reach out to. Well, here was the kicker. When they weren't getting responded to, they started complaining um, to the Better Business Bureau. Uh-huh. And then when you're not responding to the Better the business, oh, business Bureau, no. you're not responding to the Better Business Bureau, then one of the emails is like, your status is being revoked, yeah. you know, which basically means you get like skull and crossbones on your profile. and, <laughs> unless, and, and you <laughs> unless you
1: pay us this much money. Unless <laughs> you pay us this much money. Exactly.
2: So I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I show up Monday morning to the Better Business Bureau and I'm like, look, here's all the emails that we sent over the weekend. This is what happened. This is why, you know, so please don't revoke us. It's not who we, who we are. Yeah, It's, and they're like, sorry, you know, there's nothing we can do oh. about it once you have it. And and it's for a year. And uh, so like big F and revoked <laughs> and whatever for a year. And it was, that was like the beginning of the end. I'm just like, this, this isn't, this isn't the, this isn't what I want to do. You know, this is, but what we knew, what we knew is that the demand for capital, like business owners needed it. And we had a lot of business owners coming in it's just the business model was wrong. So we started thinking on nights and weekends, like how do we, how do we tweak this thing to make it free for the business owner? How do we sw- switch from equity financing to debt financing? How do we create technology? I don't want to get, I don't want to be in the business of doing business plans, like none of that. And, uh, so, uh, and so that was kind of the start of this dream that we've launched. I just read something that's like, if you want
0: to know where like business and where the world is going, find the smartest people and ask what they're doing on the nights and weekends and that's where it's going like you do what they do on the nights and weekends full-time and you're going to be okay
1: i must not be very smart (laughs) (laughs) that's true like going to uh crypto classes that uh uh-huh are you doing crypto no this guy is oh this is the finance wizard nice i go to his house the other day to see the puppies and I'm like, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to a crypto class. I'm like, of course you are. That's why you live in this house and I live in my house. No, it's cool though. I mean, it's it, what you just said totally rings true. Like it's, you take your free time, and you do something constructive with it. So, yeah.
0: So at that point, like you grew up as successful in revenue. Did you have to, I mean, how big was your team? It was 75.
2: We were about, we were probably about eight to 10 million in revenue. And uh, so, so I mean, that over the next like year, over the well, that took me, f- took us four years to do that, yeah. right? Um, but over the next year, we started dreaming up Lendio on nights and weekends so that in 2011, we shut, we shut Funding Universe down, okay. went from a million in revenue a month to zero overnight, went from about 80 employees to about five and, and just started
1: over. But what month. an awesome part of the story. <laughs> seriously (laughs) it is now but it is now but that's what i'm saying you got like no risk no reward man like oh my god you you believed in it and i mean uh, how? what proof that do you need that you believe in an idea or passionate about something like i even though you hated what you were doing that is still real revenue yeah and that's a lot yeah oh man what was that like having to get rid of
2: the team well, that's the first and hopefully only time where we've had to do like some
1: like a larger layoff. Yeah. Did you do it over Zoom? Career. <laughs> 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 that idiot is all over the news. Oh, you're that, talking better.com. Yeah. Yeah, who laid out 900 people. And now his, I just Zoom. read his, like four of his big executives just resigned. They don't want anything to do with him. Wow. That's crazy. I bet that was bad for Zoom. We did not. It's like, oh, gee, (laughs) yeah, don't do it. Thank goodness. But yeah, that'd be scary too, right? For you starting over. I mean, it wasn't just walking away from the revenue, but laying people off. Sucked because that'd be hard. First of all, doing that, laying people off is.
2: It was the worst day ever. Um, Were you able to bring any of them with you? So we had about five, five of us that are kind of um, and. We uh, we we thought we had okay. This is all going to work out great. We have all these business owners that need financing, but we're and so we're going to just kind of transition this over to this new business, and we you know we're going to even though we're going to shut this business down, we're going to launch this other thing, and it's all going to work out great. Uh You know, and we're going to (laughs) be back to a million dollars in revenue in no time, right away. (laughs) Oh, dude, it wasn't even. I mean, it was not even. It was really, really, really challenging. Like, and it took us, it took us uh, about three years from that point to really figure out the business model. Like, we just still thought we knew what we were doing, and we we didn't. And uh, so, like, give me an example. Like, what did you think you had didn't work? I mean, like, what were some of these iterations of the business over those three years? Yeah, so we uh, so the first thing was we're gonna make it free for the business owner. That's like the one of the kind of core tenants I wanted. I didn't want to charge someone who needed money for some for services yeah. So um, we decided okay well, let's go through let's go get banks on board and uh, and then we'll we'll do a, basically a lead gen model. let's get a really qualified customer and hand that off to the bank and let them you know do it took us a long – banks are slow, and banks oh, yeah. are hard, oh, and man. banks uh, – and and they just – it was new and innovative, and they didn't quite get it, and they don't really know – they're not built in a way to, like, get a qualified lead and turn that into a funded deal and, and you know, conversion and whatnot. So just the long road of trying to get a bank on board took forever. Once we got a few banks on board, we learned that, uh, like – a couple things. Number one, lead gen sucks for the customer. Still not a great customer experience. Yeah. Like we could help them get a loan, but if you're signing up for something and then all of a sudden you're getting called from a few different players and you're selling, and they all have different
1: up. wants and needs and yeah. some yeah. want this info, some want that. Yeah. Oh, that would drive me nuts.
2: Yeah. So that, that customer <laughs> experience sucked.
1: Um, so, uh, that was
2: one Two, it, a lot of these banks. They wanted, they wanted new loans, but when they, um, when they thought about like, they're like, okay, tell us the criteria of the type of customer you wanted. It was like finding a needle in a haystack. Right. Um, you know, I want a business that's been in business three years, that has millions of revenue, that's profitable, that has <laughs> collateral, that has good credit, that has, right? Sounds like a, that has, right? Sounds like a business that yeah. doesn't need a lending. Yeah, Did they, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so um, the number of customers that we could serve up to these banks was like so small. And then the banks, when even if we did serve up one of the uh, one of those customers, they couldn't close it. So just you know, we kept trying to figure out how to you know make that work. We we tried um, we tried a subscription service again to this business owner. We tried selling technology to banks uh, for uh, during a period of time that didn't work. Um, Just a bunch of different things that we tried. And finally, it's 2014. Now, we started, I uh, started, I won that business plan competition in 2005. Right. I started fund my first business about 2006. So this is now, you know, eight years later, 2014, we finally are like, well, we know how the two things happened that actually like helped us finally, like, find product market fit. The first thing was we, um, we got lenders that, uh, a lot of fintech lenders are kind of starting to come, come on board that had a national footprint that weren't trying, you know, that had a, a, a broader kind of criteria. Um, so that was number one. And number two, we decided we're going to handle the entire customer experience and put multiple options in front of the business owner. Um, and so we did it manually at first. So we'd gather the full loan package, gather the tax returns and the bank statements and all the docs, pull credit, and then we would submit it to some lenders and say, "Hey, do you like this deal?" You can't reach out to the customer. We're gonna, you know, um, smart. And uh, and they and then they would say yes. And so we'd get two or three offers, and we'd go back to that customer. And we'd get that deal funded and the customer didn't have to pay for anything. And the bank paid us and we got paid when the loan closed. And it was like, it just like, just clicked right there. Worked. You yeah. Know? The customer loved it. They were like, that was amazing. I didn't have to do the work. You put all these options in front of me. We got paid decently well on it. The bank loved it. Um, high conversion rate. And so we we're just like, okay, we're going all in here. And, uh, and so um, we started building technology around it, taking from this manual, you know, one-on-one kind of person experience to, you know, doing it at scale. And that's when finally it kind of started to take off.
0: Well, it's crazy because you look back at that and to your point, you know, eight years, nine years later, I mean, technically two businesses, but if you really pop the hood, it's probably like 15 yeah, businesses oh, inside yeah. of those. Yep. Right, but it's just like it's, you know, that's a, there, there's no failure in life and entrepreneurship. There's just like these learning experiences, right? So you have to continue to to take what you get and just kind of build on top of it, because it's crazy to think you would have never thought where you started to where you've ended. Like that is definitely not a straight line. Like At it is all. not a clear path on how you ended up there. Yep. Right, but it's just it's that belief in the ability to kind of just keep grinding through it. So as you were doing that though. I mean,
2: had you started a family yet? Yeah, so our, our we have four kids. Okay, um, and our Jackson, my our oldest, uh, was born when basically when I started my entrepreneurial career 2005 wow um, and uh, so we we went through a bunch of different you kind know, of like you grew up with stress down we, yes <laughs> we my wife had some savings she brought in the family she was my you know she was my sugar mama early on and dad's on the walk again <laughs> Then my parents, you know, lived uh, in Germany for a couple, for a few years. um, And so we lived in their house and uh, we, we just like, just scrapped for a long time. And honestly, I say this, um, people think I'm kind of exaggerating. It's like what you'd say, like the business should have died like 20 times. Like there were 20 times at least
1: where we were on our deathbed and I didn't know If we were going to make it the next day. That's where the best stuff comes from. What's funny is we always talk about what's so interesting is we've had some really successful people in here. And there is always this element of like, they don't really know what they're doing. Uh You know what I mean? Like it is just kind of throwing darts. Right. And just wait, which is kind of how Lendio started, right? Like you finally threw that dart where it's like, wait, that's it. That worked. And if you didn't keep going through the failures, which they're not failures, they're just... They're learnings. They're just turn. Yeah. You, know, you, just t- you just turn this way, turn that way. Like you just find what stick and you just keep going. But it's like, if you didn't get through the part of, well, the customer dealing with the bank sucks, like that part, I mean, that right there gave you one of the biggest parts that makes, I think what makes Lendio awesome is I, as a business owner, I deal with you guys, not yep. with the freaking, nobody wants to deal with banks. Exactly. Like, it, and I mean, that's a huge part of it, right? So it's like you just keep you keep pressing, and you don't doubt. It's like the more you hear that these really successful CEOs and companies didn't really know what they were doing until they knew what they were doing.
0: It's like ignorance is bliss. It, yeah, it makes you just <laughs> feel like
1: okay, just keep your head down, keep going, believe in yourself. Like if and you'll get it. You know, well, if you're passionate I mean, about it. You guys know that, right? It's just yeah. like sometimes,
2: you know, you're you're um, you're you're stupidly persistent <laughs> right right uh-huh. you know like some of there's no logic that that says that you should keep going um everyone there's a confidence too though right like, yeah there there's a confidence there and there's this will of um like there's just that grit of I'm I, I've gone this far I'm not stopping sure. now or I see this little glimmer of hope or whatever that's just, that gets you through
0: it. Um, fun of solving problems too, right? Oh. Like put something in front of you. It's like, okay, we'll yeah. figure
1: that out now. Yeah. Well, and that's an entrepreneur, uh-huh. right? Everyone asks, like, I think anybody can be one, but I don't think most people are wired for one to be one. Cause it does. Like most people would just like freak out after the first one or two, like mess ups, failures, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it and just go back to the paycheck. But when you have that, just, I mean, it's like when I did Bam Bam, was like 80% failure rate in the first five years. I mean, I, for me, it was just like, well, that's not going to happen to me. Like, no way. Right. Like, I knew I was good. I knew I could do It was just a stupidity. It was blind, like, <laughs> but it was confidence. Right. And you just, that's what it takes. But a lot of people don't have that. But, dude, when you're knocking on doors as a, 11 12 year old. How old were you when you did your paper out? Yeah. dude when you're asking for money, like we kind of skipped over that. When you're asking your neighbor, I mean, I'm sure you knew some of them, like, hey, uh uh, brother uh Johnson, uh (laughs) you're past due too much. You gotta pay up, (laughs) sucker. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't pay me you're
2: kidding. That's what it was. Totally (laughs) right go and he'd be like, six months past dude. I deliver your paper every single day. You owe me and it was, you know, seventy-five a month, right? Yeah. So you owe me fifty bucks, which to me fifty bucks was it's a good. lot of money. It was good money, but but yeah, you, you, and they would avoid you, you know, yeah. they wouldn't
1: answer the door or whatever. It's but. like you are my Sunday school teacher. What are you teaching <laughs> yeah. me? Pay your bill. Pay your bill. <laughs> but I mean, that does set you up to like that's a hard thing to ask a kid to do. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's just so important. Life, that's going to be there. Like
0: the, you know? the teacher put, find ways to put your kids in those yes. opportunities. Right. I remember Susan Peterson came on one of the first guests of our show and she said something I've just taken a heart, like make your kids. She's like, even when they go to order food, like yes. make your kids order food. Yeah. And like just last night, Jen and I, we were out and I was like, no, make them order food. Like for some reason that's like clicking. and it's just, you're teaching them at least to interact, but to tell someone what they want, Yeah. right. And like making them do just those little things. I think well, how
1: to have a conversation. Everything's that. on these stupid screens now, yeah. like all their conversations with their friends are on text. Like you watch them talk to people. Like I have ADHD. So me not looking at people's eyes is pretty common. Like it's something that I really try to focus on. Yeah. But that's important. Like yeah. look them in the eye, say, thank you, say what you want, say, please. Like, but if they're not having those human interactions, like it's huge. Like yeah. even if you're just at McDonald's, like order your own Happy Meal. Like tell them what you want. Right. So
2: that's cool. So I had five I've had five moments in my entrepreneurial career where I I say they're my they're uh, fetal position moments where I I literally be in like wow. basically like on the floor in fetal position of like I'm not sure. I'm gonna make it through this. Yeah. and actually, and I and you think you get to a size and scale where you think you're not gonna have any more of those. Um, two of them have been the last two years. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, just crazy. Like PPP loans. PPP loans. <laughs> PPP I PPP was loans. in a fetal position for those too. It yeah. <laughs> helped me actually.
1: We'll
2: talk about that. PPP loans, man. We had a lot at stake, and and I had two two moments, fetal position moments. Yeah.
0: How did you get through those? What I mean, did you do something like what was it?
2: And can we talk about them?
0: I kind of want to know what they were. Yeah.
2: So, the first one, these are pretty good stories, and I don't know what we got on time, but um, I'll keep All it the short. Time in the world. Cabela's can wait, man. I'll keep it short, man. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I got it. <laughs> with Cabela's. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, so. PPP was, um, an incredible experience because I was just, I showed this graph yesterday in this meeting where like Lendio, you know, we're, we're hundreds of employees doing, you know, a billion dollars of loans a year. We're like 22 months in a row, just of growth, um, really consistent growth. And all of a sudden March, 2020 comes and, uh, overnight every lender in America stops lending. So we go from millions in revenue, you know, uh, the, that, the month prior to zero. And um, during this time, I, I had heard that, uh, you know, I was kind of following the, the, what was happening in, in Washington, that they were going to come up with a stimulus package and they were going to create a program where every business owner in America could get access to a loan. And I was like, I don't, like, there were no details about it. And I and I come across this uh, quote from Winston Churchill that basically says every individual in their life has a moment where they're f- either they're literally tapped on the shoulder, um, and uh, and basically because they're uniquely qualified to to I'm butch- butchering the quote, but they're that moment they're uniquely qualified to um, to basically take, take it's an opportunity right. take advantage of it right. right. And uh, and, I, and, I, and I reached out to my board and my C, my C team, and I'm like, I sent them the, the, the quote, um, and I said, this is our moment. Like, there's no one in America who is more qualified to help these small business owners um, than we are. And this is like, it's like a patriotic moment. Like, we got to step up and do something. Because um, it was scary for all of us during the time. and Sure. The problem is the first question they asked me is, "Okay, how are we going to make money? How are we going to do this?" Because at the time there was no way for us to like to get paid to do it because right. we're not a
1: lender ourselves. A little
0: PTSD from the prior business, <laughs> right? <laughs> how are we going to make money? There's there's
1: a need because <laughs> yeah, you have to have the money to loan to get money on the back end from it, right? Right, and
2: we're not right. a lender; we're right. the marketplace, and and. And I said, I don't know, but I, we'll figure it out, uh, but we need to do this. And most everyone else, all of our competitors and everyone else just did layoffs and furloughs, and they just like, we're going to pull back, and we're just going to sit on the sidelines and wait and see. We decided to go all in. Um, and uh, so we, we figured out what the, the application would be. We built technology around it in five days. We, okay, uh, that right there. Let's not skip over that.
1: <laughs>
0: we built technology in five days.
1: Yeah. That sounds like a fetal position. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. This is all still good. Sounds this like a lot of work.
2: We built technology around it in five days. And uh, the night before the program was supposed to launch, um, when we had 300 lenders that basically said, yeah, we'll, we'll fund as many loans as you can bring us. So the night before the program was supposed to launch, the SBA came out and said, we knew that we, we sent out this application of what a PPP loan would look like. We're changing everything. This is literally at like 10 o'clock at night. We're supposed to launch at 7 a.m. the next morning. So, um, our team spends the entire night redeveloping our, our technology, our application. And what does that
0: mean? Like, like what has to go into that? Because people are listening, like, okay, we redeveloped it. And, like, oh, I changed a checkbox.
2: That's no, not what it, happened. No, it's. Um, and it's <laughs> You're taking a, a PDF application, and you're turning it into a, a customer experience where someone can go in and securely. This is the most important, like data security, putting their information, submit an application, and and the experience of what happens next, and and how you know, and what are the information you're gathering, the documents you're uploading, like all of that. It's the where you store it. It's it's going back it's into the matrix crazy. to
1: fix something for sure. It's yeah.
2: coding, right? Like it's oh yeah, getting yeah. right. Wow, yeah. So um, I'm getting to the fetal moment. We we launch, <laughs> and um, the first day uh, the SBA was such a disaster. I put out this tweet, and that went viral, like crazy viral. And in the first 48 hours, I had interviews um, on CNN, CNBC, and and about 30 other publications: Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. Every 20 minutes. For two days straight, I added a press interview. Wow! Because of this tweet, and um, and so Lendio is blowing up. What was the tweet? Uh, I just was saying that that I criticized the SBA because they they kind of botched the launch, right. and they needed someone to uh, you know a subject matter expert to talk about it, and it everyone was watching, and so we were kind of center stage of this, and okay, um, so over the weekend because of that, Lendio blew up. And we had thousands of applications. We went more applications in from Friday to Monday than we'd received in like the previous two years combined. It was just crazy.
0: Oh, my god!
2: Thousands and thousands and thousands how of did, applications. How did all of your systems not just crash? And that was the amazing part because the SBA crashed over the weekend. Yeah. That was part right. of it. It was just crazy. So, So we're super excited about this. Like, this is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, until, uh, on Monday, all 300 banks are also getting more applications than they've ever received in their entire life. And every single one of them, one by one is saying, sorry, we can't take on any new customers. We're like, what next bank? Sorry, we can't take on any new customers. Sorry, we can't take on any new oh. customers. Bank after bank after bank to the point where we legit by Tuesday, we have not one bank all we'll,
0: 300 had dropped off.
2: Had dropped off. And how many apps have you received we had by then? Fifty thousand. <laughs> oh my gosh! Fifty thousand applications for oh uh, about three billion dollars. <throat> Never. And 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 now I'm like, what do we do? Do we shut off our application? Do we like? I don't. I don't know what to do. Um, and so that was one of the fetal moment uh, positions because I had everyone. During that time, every business owner in America that you know people from elementary school, people from high school, people from college, people from your neighborhood, your friends, cousins everyone that you can think of is coming to you and texting me every moment like, Am I going to get approved? What's going on with my loan? You know, I mean, all the things that you felt. Like, but times that by a thousand of people texting you, like, "What's going on? Am I going to get approved? I need this. I need to make payroll." And you just feel like the weight of the world is literally on your shoulders. And and we went from being in a great position to like, you know, really in a bad spot overnight. Well, I mean, just think about that. Like,
0: it was unprecedented. I mean, think about this. Isn't close, but like, think about when Chick Fil A does a free sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> what what people are willing to go through and how long they're willing to wait for a free sandwich. Right. And when the government comes out and says, we have money to save your business.
1: <laughs> Where did that come from?
0: And, it can, and people are looking at it like, you don't have to repay it. It's like, are you kidding
2: me? But, but it's not only that. It's that <laughs> times... My livelihood, no, my yeah. family, my all my no, employees, keeping the lights on. Th- that's right? what I'm gonna say. It's
0: that on to the thousandth degree right? because it's real.
2: Yeah. I've
1: seen grown men jump over children for free T-shirts <laughs> that don't <laughs> even fit them at BYU games. That's true. You, that's what I'm saying. Like for <laughs> the simplest of things, people go. It's true.
0: Bananas. Now yeah. imagine when literally it's.
1: We'll see to Life both, or death. Right or, to both your points. Like it's yeah. It's like it's free. And there were a lot of people, a lot that didn't need, right? for sure. But they were going to get it, absolutely. And I mean, yep. that's what. Yeah, I agree, went on agree a rant. With it or not? That's right? why there's. I mean, but the, then you have the, the, the people was. that are. It's like if I don't get this, it's I'm yeah. screwed.
0: Yeah, it's it's and all or nothing. And, well, and you
2: had banks prioritizing their best customers, yep. and, yeah. and a lot of businesses that, that didn't bank with a bank that offered SBA loans. And if you weren't qualified for an SBA lender, you know, you were, you were disadvantaged, like you weren't going to get a loan. Um, and that was kind of like, we, we, we felt this immense pressure to help that underserved community that And that,
0: there's a time sense it was all time yeah. sensitive, right? Because yeah. they there was that carrot of we're gonna run out of money. Especially at the beginning. We so better get it in fast. Yeah.
2: So everyone was like, where am I in line? Uh huh. So I couldn't look at my phone. Um and I could because well, I just I had so much pressure. Time. And
1: so this he was, was walking a lot. <laughs> I was walking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking. <laughs> <laughs> A Isn't that lot. funny how everybody has their thing? Yeah. yeah. Is that like, does that legit, continue to be your thing? Like when uh, you need to clear your head? Yeah. I mean, then I have,
2: so we live on the the back of our house. There's a ranch. That's right, like right.
1: This road that's uh, kind of a
2: private road. And, and I, I just pace
1: up and so down. If I see you the over road. there someday, just don't bother you. <laughs> just don't bother me. Yeah. I'm in it. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Good to know. So, what happened was
2: that w- that was uh, one of the fetal moments. I had another one after that, um, but where I uh, we were just scrambling to try and find any lender that would take on these customers, that, and, and most banks wouldn't. And uh,
0: so, before you go on, what
2: made you guys uniquely
0: ready for this? Like, yeah. what up until what had you done until this point where you had the confidence to take that on, but then also
2: the competence to deliver? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we do is we help small business owners get loans. Right. And yeah. we did it at scale and, and we knew we, you know, we were, were really good at customer acquisition and we have a, we had a good brand of business owners who knew we were, who we were. And so we knew that if we could get into the business, even though we're not a lender, if we could connect If we could create a great technology experience and handle a lot of volume and hand that volume off to our, our lenders in an efficient manner, I knew banks couldn't do that at scale. And I, and so because of the, our ability to think about leverage technology to, to help small businesses, we care about both
1: sides. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I bet banks would love that. Banks loved it. I mean, that's like, you're just throwing them free money and they don't have to do any work. Right. You know,
2: so that was a bit that was a big deal. Um, and uh, so we finally, we finally, fa- I uh, on Thursday night, so this is four days of straight calling every lending institution that we could possibly find that say, Would you take on any new customers? Yeah, no, 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 Boncho's. finally, not poncho. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> finally thursday night um landed a deal with a lender that we worked with that um that is a large publicly traded lender that didn't need them to be their own like didn't have to already be a pre-existing customer and uh um we sent them we sent them like 40,000 loans in one night through like and we've got these technology systems to be able to send securely the data we sent it to them who sent it to the SBA and the next morning, we had three billion dollars of loan approvals, PP of PPP of pp loans overnight. So,
1: how did you pick the forty thousand? Was um, it just in line? Yeah, it was it was just in line. You just did it everyone? Well, everyone that had
2: like we knew whether it was a fully complete application or not. Right. So, if it was fully complete, then we would we'd submitted it. All and through one lender. One lender. Yeah. Oh and all of a sudden, the the top 10, the, the SBA publishes the top 10 stats of like, you know, who has the most loan approvals. And we didn't know, like, we didn't think about how we'd stack rank or anything like that. But um, the lender ready capital was the number one lender as far as oh volume gosh. and number of businesses. And it was all our customers, 40,000. And then we were like this, you know, it was, uh, we, we were like on the map, you know? Cause so your like, phone
1: calls change after that? Phone calls changed. <laughs> I love you. Phone
2: calls you changed. You can have one of my children,
1: whatever you want. <laughs> Seriously. You own half my business.
2: It was, um, that was pretty amazing. Uh, wow. So you just
1: fought through it, man.
2: Yeah. So then how did you continue? Okay. So here's how the story continues. Okay. So then what happened was, f- that was amazing. Got them all approved. But then what happened was ReadyCap had one; they had a, a line of credit for like four or five billion dollars, so they had plenty of capital to fund them. But the line of credit the the, the um, got pulled, they said they wouldn't allow them to to use that line of credit to fund PPP loans. It was outs, it was restricted capital. No. So then, now all of a sudden, it turned on me again. Those forty thousand approvals now became like. Like I'd and the the lender couldn't
1: fund them, uh,
2: and it got we had like oh customers that and
1: you were stuck. So they um, probably stopped turning applications to other places because I mean I remember yeah. I filled out like six. Yeah. Uh-huh. Once you're approved,
2: you couldn't go get
1: approved anymore. Right. Yeah. You were locked
2: in with that oh lender. Oh,
1: my gosh.
2: So then that was another feed. When I found that out, because I'm like, why aren't you funding these deals? Like, what's going on? Because it was like a day would pass, a week would pass. They were supposed to fund within 10 days. We're on day nine, and I'm, I am just like losing it. You know, press is starting to call. Customers are like, why? Are, it's 10 days. How come I haven't been funded? Yeah. And uh, 15 days, and they won't tell me what's going on. Cause they couldn't, it was, you know, it was under an NDA and, and finally one night the guy, I got on the phone with him and he's like, he's like, our capital is locked. Like we have capital, but they are not allowing us to, to use it, to fund these loans. And so we've been trying to go out and find other, you know, another, you don't just call up someone and get for a $3 billion (laughs) line,
1: you know, overnight. This is like their board that shut it down. Like who, who? Who was they that shut it down? Well,
2: they—it was a bank that actually was funding that warehouse line, and I can't—I won't mention the name of the bank, but the bank would not allow them to use it for PPP
1: loans. It was probably Chase. <laughs> Everything bad <bounced> is from Chase. <laughs> Screw them.
2: So that was a fetal moment position. Like when I found that out, I'm like, oh no, man, we're dead in the water. Like I don't know if we're gonna Jeez. like forty thousand customers. The amount of pre- all that press attention was now I was thinking about the exact opposite is going to happen. All the good press that we got is now going to turn into horrible press. We had customers, you know, kind of like flipping out because we're, you know, past the 10 day deadline. And, and, uh, and um, so, and it was like about 10 o'clock at night when I found out about that. And that was like, we're dead. We're dead on the, in the water, you know? And uh, so, I finally. My wife came in. She's like, "I got the whole family praying for you and fasting for you. Get off the ground. Let's go." She's basically kicked me off the ground, and so I made some calls that night. And uh, within twelve hours, we had three billion dollars committed um, to to go and wow. and, and make that thing divine providence. I don't know, man. Wow, some miracles that that came together and and. Uh, so that was that was it. Now it's not just like smooth sailing. It still took a while to get all the deals and the agreements, and and um, we we pieced it all together. But we finally got all the customers, the loans, and and we went on to help over about two hundred thousand businesses secure PPP loans. Um, Holy smokes. It was crazy. Dang. So,
0: anyways, and those two moments, like back to back, like within, within ten days week, of yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah oh, talk how about, many people just talk about stay the, in the ice fetal blows, position
0: you know what i mean
1: that's what i'm saying like yeah. <laughs> that second one like you know where you get them fun- so you let the guard down everyone's happy everyone's celebrating yeah and then i mean the second one's even worse oh yeah because it you know you you go up there and then just come crashing down and it's like that's when people just like disappear yeah like just where'd they go well, costa rica something somewhere
2: there were a lot but, of thoughts around that. Like, yeah. All right, because you just want to run, like you want to sure. hide. Uh, Fight or flight, man. We we had one. We had one uh, writer who who his I his, I won't even say his name, but he writes for Bloomberg and he writes these just sensational like like if you get rid of by him, you are done. Like he will blast you so hard in the press, and he he started reaching out. Oh, no. And no. I knew, I'm like, I'm not going to dodge this. I'm just going to get on the call, and I'm going to tell him. I can't tell him exactly what's happening, but I'm going yeah. to make sure he knows that we're legit. And and uh, l- the best thing that happened to me is that a, an article got posted um, by, I think, Barron's or something like that. It wasn't a scathing article, but it was an article kind of saying that, that we have a lot of customers that are past the 10-day deadline, and yeah. what does that mean? And he didn't want to be second fiddle. This writer didn't want to be second fiddle. So as soon as he saw the Barons oh, article, it he saved me. Interest. He was like, uh, "I don't, I don't want to write Ooh. about it anymore." And it was like okay. the most amazing blessing that he, he, he didn't continue with his story. So how big did your team go from pre pre PPP to? Yeah, so we had about two hundred fifty to three hundred pre PPP. We hired <laughs> two hundred fifty. Uh, we doubled in uh, in two weeks.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: Working at home. And then the second round, we hired about 700 people. Jeez. Um,
0: you added 1,000 people. You like 4 x in 30 days. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I don't think people realize what that's got to take. I mean, that's a whole different thing on how do you hire, onboard, get them up and going. There's some stories there too. <laughs> Whoa. That is wild. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
2: The from, the from home thing. Yeah.
1: All the, working from home, oh right?
2: Training them, shipping off their workstation. Do, Do they have good internet? Do they have good
1: computers? Right? Do they have like, if they don't, here's how you fix it. And it's not desk, like, hey. a chair, yeah, all that stuff. Well, it's not clothes. like, hey,
0: you can job shadow for 30 days and we're going to teach you. It's like, no, here's your hiring and here's a thousand people that are waiting on you to fix their stuff. And they need you to be an expert. Yeah. Like right away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So, Nationally, what percentage of PPP applications got funded? Do you know?
2: And then then how do the ones that I compare? apply, you compare? um, That's a a great question. So there was about 5 million uh, PPP loans, I believe, that were funded total. And we did um, a few hundred thousand of those. That's a massive Um, chunk. And we... We had about, I mean, it was it was about 80% of our applicants really? got approved and funded. Uh, that okay. is so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I talked to friends that were in banks and they're like, we have all these applications and they were taking like 10%, maybe their top 10% clients that were going to yeah. actually get any money
2: out of it. Yeah. And we were super proud of what we accomplished. We also had, I mean, the challenge was is you just, you know, you're going to have customers that slip through the cracks. You have customers that were, the application was wrong. You have customers that like, we had all all kinds of so many challenges with it too, you know, where the lot that we didn't get funded, um, which sucked. And that, you know, you feel horrible. Yeah. Uh, But so now what happens,
0: I mean, now the PPP rush goes, Yeah. is it kind of like an accountant, like tax season is like all hands on deck. And then the off season, it's like, now I don't know
2: what to do. <laughs> well, now you got for, Did you have to do forgiveness or the banks that lend? We do, did the forgiveness oh, for wow. the banks. Um, and actually that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't so bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I bet everybody was pretty happy about that. Yeah. We yeah. built a, we built a pretty good mousetrap for the forgiveness process uh,
1: as well. Really? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Mousetrap. Just
2: being able to allow the customer to, to come in and, and put in their information, and upload any of their receipts and all that kind of stuff, do the calculation for them, walk them through, answer any questions, and do it like at scale. Um, so just putting technology around like all of that, uh, wow. and so we we supported. Um, man, we didn't do we didn't have to do the forgiveness on all all the the applications we did but we probably did a hundred thousand forgiveness applications I think Dang. It was.
1: so do you run your own twitter yeah i do okay so i have a story for this <laughs> now that i know what was going on during this time it makes me like you even more <laughs> i went on some rant Uh-oh. on twitter because you know i've been with chase forever all my personal all the business and you know i the it took me like whenever I hear government and free money, I'm just like whatever, right? And you know, here we are, we're closed. Like they won't let us open our dining room. We're pivoting all over the place and, and making things work. But you know, we were we were good. But I mean, PPP money would really help. Oh yeah. And so I think it was Joe, my neighbor, who was just like, "Dude, why aren't you turning in applications for the PPP?" And I'm like, "So that's real, <laughs> you know?" And so I turned in an application through Chase. And then I get that news story how Chase just basically took their top like 1% and just, I mean, these guys, all these companies getting millions of dollars that probably don't need a nickel. Yep. And so I go on this rant on Twitter and I mean, this has to only be like a week to 10 days into PPP. Right. And you direct message me like publicly on Twitter, you reply and you're just like, Hey, Like, we're helping people out. We'd love to help. It's just something along those lines. I should have pulled the tweet up before, but I'm like, I'm starting to wonder if now you were laying down in a fetal position (laughs) while you were like, but I mean, it means even more to me now. Like, so I did apply. I didn't get approved through Lendio. It was probably because I was at the tail end and there was, you know, now that I know what was going on. Right. But I mean, it was still really cool to have like the CEO of Lendio. Like, we don't know each other. We didn't. Right. We still follow each other from that day. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, Man, that's really cool. That was really cool. And I'm sure if you were doing that for me, you were doing it for anybody else that was on there bitching about things. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, first of all, you know, I mean, what you do in the community, you know, is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. And I was, during that time, um, it, we, you know, sometimes you say you work 20-hour days or whatever. This was one of those times where legit for six weeks, from four in the morning till midnight, every single day you were going. And uh, from about four till about 7 a.m., most of my time was on Twitter. Really? um, Responding to customers and (laughs) like, because we were, there was just so much angst and, and, and uh, so many people that were, were stressed and worried and people that were angry at Lendio, like, where's my application and what's going on. And, and because of my, uh because of my tweet storm and and going viral yeah. i was now this very kind of public figure yeah. at the time around yeah. ppp and so i just felt like this this immense pressure to like every single person every single customer we got to like t- is, you know we can't let them slip through the cracks and right. so um anyways I, I was probably one of those mornings where you know, <laughs> so it was cool. like
1: well and it, and it was it was so random how you know I I had great whoever was working. My account was awesome. Like I never had to ask, like I always got updates. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, they did say like, keep applying other places just to be safe, which I had somebody from Zion's or respond to that same tweet. And then I randomly got, so, you know, I've got like four or five applications out and then I randomly get a message from the VP over at CC bank. Chad Lewis's brother, okay. Todd, yeah, who's a buddy of mine, you know, just a BYU contact, right? Yeah, He goes, dude, we can help you. I'm like, uh, oh, really? like a bunch of people have said they can help me, but I'm like, okay, I'll fill out another one. And and like, you know, like I said, like they all seem to be a little different from each other, yeah. but the next day it was done. That's awesome. And I was just like, how the hell did you just do that? <laughs> like I've got all these applications. So, I mean, a smaller bank, smaller local yeah. bank, probably just people probably just didn't think if you to get go. it to the right person yeah right you know one of the challenges we had was that we didn't we were
2: not the bank that could say get it approved like right. we could do all of it get it fully packaged but then we'd have to send it off to the one of our lenders who then had to put it through their, it was process, in
1: their hands yeah
2: you know and so sometimes we'd we you know i'd have i had my i had my brother who was like the last person to get like barely got approved really i'm not kidding like like that's all awesome. tried so hard to get his deal approved and we're getting thousands of approvals right. every single day and yet i can't get his deal done <laughs> he was pissed you're the worst brother ever uh, was know, there like right? a sweet spot for the size it was just it just honestly it mattered um like the way like the it was just so many different variables like yeah. the was your application fully complete did it have all you know the exact criteria you know and if it didn't like if there was one thing off it's like this when you're doing thousands and thousands if it looks perfect it just goes right through on a conveyor belt right yeah. and, but if there was one kind of thing off and you had out. to you had to get something other document or or like i i did that calculation wrong or this doesn't add up to that cuz you know there was all this math around it where yeah. Um, then it would get put in, you know, get caught up and, you know, it's like, who has this, this deal? And, and, and so you would have scenarios like that where, you know, okay, you would, it would eventually, ride. We had a process to get it back in the queue, but it just would get caught behind a bunch of other applications, you know? Interesting. So there's just all kinds of reasons why it'd fall through the cracks.
0: So, so what now? Like, yeah, yeah. Like Lendio as it sits now, is it's,
2: I mean...
1: When is Lendio just going to be the bank? Any goal to do that?
2: We we won't actually ever be the the lender. We we um we we f- are feel like we're in a great spot not being the lender. We want to be. Once you're the lender, um, you know the the uh can't be the, the valuation. Yeah, and you're yeah, competing. Right. You're competing with banks now. Right. All of a sudden, they see you as competitive. You can't. Yeah, you can't be your the customer advocate. There's valuation differences. Like if you're a technology software company, you're gonna be high high multiple of revenue. If you're a balance sheet lender, it's a small multiple of EBITDA
1: and such and some other things like that. Yeah. Sure everybody got that. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry you get technical on it. So funny if I if you never owned a business and you heard the word EBITDA. Like, I still don't really know what it is. Nine means. out of 10 business owners don't know what Well, means. right. But at least you've heard the word. For sure. To everyone else, it's like, was he speaking Swahili <laughs> right there? <laughs> like, there was no clicking. EBITDA, yeah. is that English? But yeah. Yeah, my bad. Anyways. No, it's not your bad. It's 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 just funny. I mean, that's just the jargon. But right. give people, go, to Google, go to Google, people. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn. Learn some stuff today. So l- people still need
2: loans. You know, we did a lot of loans for PPP. We've had 5,000 customers um, that have come back and got other loans after PPP. Very cool. Um, and we're growing, we're growing, you know, like crazy. And so we have you been like able to maintain
0: gonna, all the people you hired then? Like have you stayed no, busy No, most enough?
2: of those people we hired on a temp basis. Um, and they were super grateful cause sure. they'd been laid off or whatever during that time. Oh, yeah. We made it very clear. This is a temporary program. Of
1: that's really cool. But, we shouldn't skip over that though. Cause yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, How many people were sitting at home, not making money right. with nothing to do, but I mean, everyone's got a laptop and a phone. Like, right. exactly. that's really cool. That was, awesome. that was actually really cool. A cool wow. part of it. So, um, but we
2: have about 500 employees now. Okay. Um, we've grown. Well, you still doubled. Yeah. We doubled the number of team members we have we're We're funding thousands of businesses every single month. We've made some acquisitions since then. um We're doing some really cool things so i'm I'm more excited about our business now than I ever have been so cool
1: so remember when he said that they were doing like ten to twelve million in revenue a year at the yeah. speed dating uh-huh well, on their website, twelve billion dollars funded so far and yeah. since what 2014 yeah <laughs> 300,000 small business plus i mean these are probably bigger numbers now but 300,000 plus small business loans yeah
0: that's the thing people don't it's a, realize it's a little
1: bit different size and scale so now. <laughs> cool. but
0: that's 300,000 people that you've helped
1: keep the doors open right yeah
0: you know because the small business that's what they are right it's yeah
1: well, and they do so much more. See, I was I was just reading. Th- I really like to prepare for these interviews during the interview, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just reading through the website, and you know, it's like there's so many different types of. It's not just SBAs like, yeah, uh, equipment finance. Like that that one caught my eye. I'm like, as a restaurant owner, trucks, catering vans, fridges go out. Like commercial uh, re- restaurant equipment is so freaking expensive. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. Like if you need someone, so I, I totally encourage anybody that owns a business, big or small, it's like, get on the website. Cause there's, there might be something, it's funny how we think about, like, I want to avoid banks at all costs when I open, like the whole reason I started, this was my cousin wrote me a $50,000 check. Awesome. He owned half the business, which I look back now, that was a big mistake. But I mean, but. It only feels like a mistake now at the time. Like right. he took all the risk. Right. He believed in me, gave me 50 grand. There, there was nothing like, if you don't succeed, I get the money back. But never in my mind did I think like, I want to go to a bank, right. but see like this, I would be all over. Yeah. And so such a cool thing.
2: Well, the best part about what we do are the stories of the business owners. That's, a, and I'm glad you you made that. We we say you know our mission is fueling the American dream, yeah, um, which is getting capital in the hands of business owners so they can go chase their dream. During PPP, we changed that to saving the American dream, yeah. which was um, you know we we're very kind of mission driven. But hearing hearing the stories of the business owner that is that is you know Cam with Bam Bam's like that go through the struggles and, and you need a loan to keep the doors open or your equipment went out or you wanna to expand to a different location or whatever that story is. And and they went to their bank and they applied and they got declined and like, that sucks, you yeah. know? And they're like, and then you you help them through that experience and they tell you, and, and, it, and it works. And now they're like, man, you guys are awesome. You helped me do this. You helped me accomplish that. And then, t- like, hearing those individual stories is like so, the best part about yeah. what we do. How come like I love it? You guys don't
1: have a podcast? We, with we your need customers. A, right. Oh we my it would be so awesome like, for sure. Would that not just be like a customer testimonial podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come tell, tell like, us your tell story. Tell us the story of the loan that you needed. You got it. What'd you do with it? Where are you now? Oh, my gosh. That would be fun. That, that's a good idea. That would be you awesome. You do it for us? Sure. We're in. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> that would be really cool. And you know what? Maybe having an outside entity doing that... It would, would be way be, cooler be, be, for us to ask the questions. would be smarter. Yeah. Just because it's... Yeah, we're going to dig a little... You know, Maybe we're going to ask... Because we don't have the story you know, necessarily right in front of us. But
0: Well, and they're not going to ask because they don't want to be egotistical and pound their chest as much, right?
1: Right. It's true. I mean, so that get, is true. But I mean, that is... I hope people watch the YouTube of this because I don't want to get too mushy with you, but <laughs> you you seem like a lot of companies have mission statements, right? And a lot of companies are good at marketing their mission statements, but I will never forget when you tweeted me and especially knowing what you were going through when you tweeted in response, but you, you're the real deal. Like there is a genuineness about you that I think everything you said is true. Yeah. And I mean- how co- I love when you see a big successful company start with just good people and it's, you're getting back what you put in to people. Right. And so, well, I appreciate that. It's,
2: you know, you, you, you're sincere. We are sincere about what we're trying to do and it, and it is um, it's a people business, right? We're helping. Yeah. Uh, and you know, when I talk to my team, I'm always like, you know what? We're not selling widgets, like, that's not yeah. what we do. Yeah. We're, we're, we are literally making an impact. Like, if you don't think this is real, you go call the person who just got a loan and find out which little town they're in and the, you know, what they need the money for this end, this holiday season and how it's going to impact their, their family and pay for the college, the graduation for yeah. their kids, and it's going to help pay their mortgage and it like, what, like. Go do one story and you'll, it'll click that quick Everything how real it is. How
1: many true. marriages were saved?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously, Family
1: divorce rate so and entrepreneurs, like, yep. but the second success happens and that stress comes up. like, you don't think about all that stuff. We're doing your podcast. <laughs> Let's go. I'm serious. Let's go. I want, like, I want to just drive to these little businesses. Like, I mean, it would be so cool to see not just how it saved them, but where are they now? Yeah. Like okay. how have they grown? How have they turned that, you know, blessing into something bigger? And
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. It's like your story. Big. You got 50 grand and look what you built now, right? Seriously. I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> I know. But, well, and it's funny, this whole episode, more than anything, has kind of inspired me to, I, I've got to start thinking, like, we have one, right? Barbecue's different. It's hard to scale barbecue because it takes, it's so labor intensive, but. I've got to open more restaurants. I got to create more jobs. Like I've got to get, I got to get on the ball. And now I know where to go for money. <laughs> Let's go. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on. This has been fantastic. Yeah. And just make sure everyone goes to Lendio.
1: Check it out to get some lending done, and, right? And follow you. I mean, you're good on Twitter. He's a BYU fan, so he's a good person. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> No, this just
2: fun, man. I love what you guys are doing. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's thanks so a lot. Thank you it's very coming much. On.